Floyd already being here. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. I just love this place. How many of you just love this place? Amen. That's all right. Amen. Throw your hand up. You're not a fanatical. Amen. You're not alone. <laughs> Amen. I love this place. I look forward to being here, uh, to being with you, with each one of you. Uh, I spend more time here, I believe, than with my own family. Amen. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love God's people, amen. And there's something about just getting around God's people and the unity that we have and the love that we share with one another. It's unmatched. The world can't match what we have in this place. Let me say that again. The world can never match what we have in this place and amongst God's people. Amen. There, there's just something about being here and being in this place. And yes, I am nervous. Amen. So I'm going to talk for just a minute to get all this out. And you've already noticed I've stumbled over a few words already. That's all right. It's just those nerves coming out. And then uh, we'll, we'll get out the way and let God work. Amen. Uh, but Mark chapter number four is where we're going to be. It's a very familiar passage of scripture. Uh, many of you know this. You've known it by heart. You, you've, you've heard it preached for, for many, many years. Uh, last, time I was, last time I got to preach, I preached on the prodigal son and once again, a familiar passage of scripture, but God birthed something in my heart and he challenged me with a simple verse that stuck out and I've never noticed it in this way and in this fashion before. And it really spoke to my heart. And I thought, well, Lord, if you speak into my heart this strongly about it, there's no doubt there's somebody else that may be at Calvary on that Sunday night when I'm preaching, they may need to hear the same thing. And so the Lord began to develop this message simply titled, Other Little Ships. You're in Mark chapter number 4 and verse 35 through 41. If you can stand, let's stand just for the reading of, the God, uh, the, the reading of God's word and give you just one more chance to, to stretch your legs uh, before we jump into the message this evening. Mark chapter number 4, beginning in verse number 35, and the same day... When the eve was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent the multitude away, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? I love verse number 39. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And, and he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Verse 41, we'll finish there. And, and they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? You can be seated. Uh, we've already really prayed. So I'm just going to jump right into it. We're going to get you out of here at a good time. Amen. Brother Terry, I told you, amen. I got you. <laughs> so listen, as we pick up our story here in, in chapter number four in Mark and chapter number four, as we, as we're picking up in verse number 35, Jesus had been proclaiming and preaching and teaching now for hours. Amen. Uh, he has been giving himself and giving himself unto the ministry and understand this, that it's been a long day. It has been a hot day uh, and it has been a weary day. 
Amen. Listen, they have been ministering and he has been preaching and preaching a parable after parable unto the people. He has been preaching his father's will. Amen. He has been pouring out the father's message through him unto the people. And the evening was come. And I don't know about you, but Sunday evenings, how many of you are just done? Amen. I mean, you're when, when we say the last amen and when we close out the service and we give that invitation, we say that last amen. Me and preacher joke a lot at the very beginning of service. We'll look at each other. Uh, you good? Amen. You ready? Amen. I'm like, no, I'm not. Amen. And he goes, you'll be all right. And I said, how? I said, you got everything you need? You good? And he goes, ask me that about 10 p.m. And how true that is. A day of ministry is nonstop. Our Sundays are just nonstop. Many of you have been going and going. If you go to the rest home, you're up early and you're ministering and you're ministering. And then you go from the rest home to Sunday school. And then you have Sunday school and then we come into the main service. And if you sing in the choir, bless your heart. I keep you up there a lot. Amen. And you sing with everything that you got. And I'm so thankful that you do, but, but you're ministering, you're, you're giving out of yourselves. You're pouring out of yourselves unto the congregation and you're exhausting yourself. And Jesus has been preaching and teaching, and this is where we pick up our story. And how many of you know that Jesus is 100% God, but he's also 100% man? He is no doubt weary. He is no doubt tired just a little bit, right? I, I mean, I'll preach for an hour or whatever, amen, and then uh, my voice gets raspy, and my, my voice begins to waver, and I begin to sweat. Oh, of course, I sweat when it's you know 60 degrees outside, but that's beside the point. God blessed me with a lot of insulation, amen, amen, amen. Man, there's some, amen, amen, Ricky. <laughs> Me and Ricky, we're on the same page. Uh, but listen, so, so Jesus has been pouring himself out. And now the evening was come. No doubt this trip over the Sea of Galilee here, this simple trip to the other side, going to Gadara, this simple trip was going to be just that, a simple trip, almost, uh, almost like a little R&R, &R, a little rest and relaxation for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It was going to give him a moment to re-energize, to, to rest, and even the disciples, because let's be honest, even in ministry, even if you're an associate or an assistant, you're ministering, you're helping the people, you're there for the people. If somebody needs something, you're there for them, and no doubt the disciples were right there along Jesus' side, and when somebody needed something, they were there at his beck and call, and he would go, and they would help, and now they are weary, they are tired, and we pick up in verse number 35, and he said, and the same day when the eve was come, he saith unto them, notice the words, Jesus speaking now, let us pass over unto the other side. Jesus being 100% God, but yet 100% man is no doubt weary just a little bit. And we know that John 1, 1 reminds us of this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life uh, was the light of men. Verse number 5, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. John 1, 14 reminds us of His humanity and His Godhead once again, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten son, oh, the only begotten of the father, full of grace and of truth. 
So we know that he's 100% God, but he is 100% man. And he is here and he is ministering and he is pouring himself out. And now is when we get to the point within our story. We pick this up and no doubt Jesus here, as he's telling his disciples, let us pass over to the other side. The disciples may have even rejoiced just a little bit. They're like, whoo, we get a little bit of a break, amen. How many of you look forward to your breaks at work? Yes, you do. As soon as you clock in, you're like, what, what time is break again? <laughs> like you double check every single Monday knowing what time you go on break. But you always double check. Let's see, what time is it? All right, I'm counting it down. I know some of you young people, you teenagers, you're just starting to work. I know without a shadow of a doubt, you checking that clock and you watching it. But let me tell you, the longer you watch it, the slower it goes. Amen. Amen. Brother Wayne, it's like watching paint dry, ain't it? <laughs> it never dries fast when you watch it. Amen. Well, listen, Jesus and his disciples, they're passing over unto the other side. Jesus makes this request, and, and literally here's where we're going to pick up uh, with the first point here in just a second, but we could take, and there's so much within these verses. I mean, verse 35 through 41, there's so much that we can preach on, and I've got several other messages that I've preached on just out of these, these uh, few verses here, and the, the, the depth that are in these verses, and the activities that take place, and the demands, and the request, and, and the whole atmosphere, everything sets up for messages after message, after message. I, I even thought about this. We could preach on that storm. We could literally take tonight and just preach on the storm that came into their lives and, and how storms come out of nowhere. Just when you think everything's going great, a storm would blow in. We could preach about the journey tonight. We could preach about that journey from point A to point B as, yes, Jesus is in the boat with them, but yet they encounter the storm. But Jesus' promise still rings out, let us pass over unto the other side. We could preach tonight about the journey. We could even preach tonight about the destination. Knowing that with Jesus said something, guess what? He is going to fulfill what he says. There is not one promise that has been broken in the word of God. And if he tells the disciples, hey, let us get into the boat here and let us pass over into the other side, you can bet your bottom dollar that you're going to make it to the other side. We could preach about the journey tonight, but we're not. Tonight, I want to focus on the other little ships that were with them. And what God birthed in my heart about these other little ships. Now, hang on with me. We're going to lay some quick foundation. Get to my third point, And you're going to be like, yes, third point. We're almost done. But it's the longest. Amen. Number one. Number one. Let's hit number one <laughs> very quickly here. Uh, the request made. We see this laid out for us. Verse 35, once again, we know that Jesus had been ministering. We're picking up on all that. Verse 35, in the same day when the eve was come, he said unto, unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Verse 36, and when they had sent the multitude away, once again, we see them working. We see them dismissing the crowd. We see the handshakes. It would be like when we dismiss from here, nobody wants to leave. Imagine, oh man, this is good. Imagine being there and hearing Jesus give parable after parable. And then they're like, all right, we, we got to, we got, fellas, we got to go to the other side. All right. Uh, there's more business to be done on the other side when we get there. Uh, but fellas, we got to dismiss this crowd. We got to dismiss. So imagine the fellowship and the handshaking there and the, all right, we got to go. And we are, we got to go. How many of you do the Southern goodbye? You know what I'm talking about. You say goodbye right here. All right, I got to go. I got to go. And then you make about five steps. Start talking to somebody else. I, I got to go. We'll see y'all later. We'll see. I thought you was heading out. I'm heading out. I'm heading out. My kids don't like that at all. Amen. I said, listen, I just got to go talk to somebody for just a minute. And little Bernadette, I love her to death. And she'd be like, but daddy, you're going to take a long time. Daddy, you take a long time. 
I said, listen, honey, I don't know when I'm going to be able to see them again. So I want to get everything I got out right then and there. Because I don't, I, we're not promised the next day. We're not promised the next breath. We're not promised to see each other again. So I try to get everything I can out. I try to shake every hand that I can. I move around this building like crazy. Amen. Uh, but imagine the dismissal there. So once again, we see them toiling. We see them shaking hands in the fellowship and dismissing the crowd. And now Jesus tells them, let us go to the other side. Let us dismiss from here. And along the way, you can only wonder and can only think, did Jesus know that the storm was going to come? Did he know that the wind was going to come? Did he know the wind was going to come and began to cause disruption, began to cause this issue that would arise upon this sea? Now, who dismissed him and who told him to go to the other side? Help me out. Jesus did. All right. You're following along. You're doing good. At least five of you were. Amen. The rest of you catch up. All right. Here we go. <laughs> all right. Who dismissed the disciples to go to the other side? Jesus did. Absolutely. All right. So we know Jesus was in control of this, of this journey. He was in control of this journey from the beginning when he dismissed them and said, let us. He didn't say, you go, I'll catch up. He didn't say, I'm going to go and you stay. He said, let us pass over into the other side. We see the request made. All right. Now, number two, let me hit you with this right here. The rising storm. The rising storm. Now, I'll remind you of this in Matthew chapter number 5, verses 44 and 45 reminds us of this. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good unto them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Hang on with me. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth the rain on the just and the unjust. So can I pause right here and just say this? Just because you're in the boat with Jesus tonight, just because you are saved tonight, just because you have Jesus in your boat does not mean you will not encounter a single storm as we sail these seas of life. Can we say that and can we agree on to that tonight that, listen, we are going to face obstacles. We are going to face hardships. We are going to face things that seem insurmountable, that we cannot overcome, that we cannot conquer in our own strength. We will have issues in life. And we see Jesus making the statement, making the request to let us go to the other side. And now we see the rising storm that is heading their way. Look back at your Bibles, Matthew chapter number four, verse 35. And the same day when the, when, when the eve was come, he saith unto, his, unto them, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent the multitude away, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. Hang on to that. We're coming back, and we're going to make that full circle, okay? Verse 37, and there arose a, what kind of storm? Great Storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. This now has become a, went from rest and relaxation to panic and worry. I think about this. How many of you have ever been on a small boat, a fishing boat, and you've been out on a big body of water and a storm came? Is there anybody? Anybody? There's a few of you. I will never forget the time, I mean, I, I wasn't old, amen, I wasn't as old as I am now, but I'll never forget the time when we went to Lake Murray in South Carolina, Deer Island State Park, and we went striper fishing down there. We had a 87 Dixie boat, tri-hole, looks like the old game warden boats. Any of you familiar with those? The old game warden boats, 
fiberglass. Most boats now are made out of aluminum because of the, the, the durability of them. And let me, let me fill you in on that here in just a moment. But we had a fiberglass tri-hole boat. It helped during the stability as you're going through the water. But what it did not help you if you got caught in a storm. And we were on this lake, and this lake is very, very large, miles long, if you would, and the wind began to blow. And we thought, ah, it's all right. It's just wind. Praise the Lord for the wind. It cools us down, right? It was hot that evening. And then we noticed all the other boats, the locals, started getting off the water very quickly. And it didn't dawn on us. We're like, hey, we got the whole lake to ourselves now. Here we go. You know, let's catch us some striper. We're trolling for striper. We got four rods out, you know, 15 colors out on our leaded cord line. And we're trolling for striper, man. I mean, it's going to be a great trip. Now we got the whole lake to ourselves, a breeze blowing in. Man, it's going great. And all of a sudden, a game warden showed up in his nice big boat. And he goes, y'all know a storm's coming, don't you? No, we didn't know a storm was coming. We thought the breeze felt good. And he says, no, my radar shows a big storm's coming. He goes, where are you guys staying at? We said, three miles that way. <laughs> and he looked at us and said, you ain't going to make it because the storm's coming from that way. And we began to make our way back. We reeled those rods in and we said, well, I guess we need to listen to the game warden. Amen. <laughs> if everybody else got off the water, all the locals got off, we probably need to go off if the game warden notices we're the only boat out there, Right. So we start making our way back. It's a little choppy because the wind, how many of you know when wind blows across water, it begins to get choppy, right? You take in a glass of water and you blow it across the top before and you see the ripples or you know, you've been out on, on the lake and you've seen that happen. Well, this wind began to pick up and pick up and pick up to the point to where we would go up on a wave and you wouldn't see nothing but sky. We're on a small fishing boat, amen. Uh, it's scary. And we come down and water comes over. Every single time. Now, we got three miles of this to go through. And I'm thinking, what did I do to deserve this? I just wanted to go fishing. I just wanted to enjoy some time with my mom and my dad. And we just wanted to enjoy this fishing trip. And this is what we end up in. And I mean, these waves were beating the boat to death to the point where we were having to slow down when we get to the top and hit the throttle on the way down. We had an 85 Mercury Thunderbolt and gave it all she got. Amen. And we're making our way back. But our boat is slowly filling up. I say slowly, but it was like buckets full every time we came down. We flipped the bilge pump on, but it ain't keeping up pumping the water out because there's more water going in than more water going out. We did finally make it to shore, and that boat went to the scrapyard after that. Completely destroyed the whole bottom of the boat. Fiberglass was all spidered up. You could not repair it. It was beyond repair, but we made it to the other side. The disciples here were going to think they were going to enjoy just a little R&R, &R, a little rest and relaxation as they made their way across the Sea of Galilee unto, unto Gadara. And they're going to make their way there and they're going to minister with Jesus once again. And, and, and here they are. And all of a sudden, the wind begins to blow. And not just a small wind, not just a breeze to their back going, yeah, we can accelerate the trip. Or, or not even a breeze blowing toward them. Well, we can take our time and enjoy the trip. Amen. And no, this great wind begins to come. And we see this in verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. We see the requests made. Jesus says, let us depart unto the other side. Let us go to the other side, the rising storm. And we're already to point number three. And somebody said, 
That's all right, you say amen. Here we go, all right? But here's where we're going to camp out for just a little bit, and I want to give you what the Lord laid upon my heart about these other little ships. I want you to notice their response during the storm. I really want you to hone in to the response during this storm. Verse number 38, Mark chapter number four, verse number 38, we have built up to the story up until this point, and he was in the hinder part of the ship. What was he doing? Sleep. He was asleep. And not just asleep, he was comfortable. He was on a pillow. Hey, man, <laughs> I sleep so much better with a pillow, don't you? Amen. Is there any non-pillow sleepers out there? Uh, all right, we're good. Amen. There's one. Amen. We'll, we'll buy you a good pill. Amen. Yeah. He was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, catch these next few words, Master, carest thou not that we perish? You see, here's where we're going to focus the most. As they sailed over the sea here, and as they encountered this great storm of wind, and it was putting a beating on the ship, and it was putting a beating on them because they were probably trying to do everything they can to keep that boat upright, to keep it sailing in the right direction, to continue on to the path that Jesus had told them to go to. Let us pass over into the other side. And here they are toiling away, trying to make it, making it to the other side. This great storm comes in and begins begins to cause trouble. Troubled waters were headed their way and they had no clue. But they are now in the midst of a big storm. And now they are looking for Jesus. They, they looked about the boat. They're up here working and doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that. They're focused on their storm. Now hang on with me. They are focused on the problem at hand. They are focused on the boat. They are focused on the water getting in the boat. Water in the boat's not good if you don't know about boating. You want to keep the water out the boat, okay? So water is now coming in the boat. They are worried. They are scared. They began to frantically do everything they can, and now they look and see Jesus asleep in the hinder part of the ship on a pillow. He is resting. We see this, and the Bible reminds us of the, a few things here as they cry out for help. As their cry, as they began to cry out for help, and he was in his, verse number 38, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a uh, master. Uh, hey, master. Uh, master. Hey, hey, wake up. Uh, we're sinking here. I'm pretty sure it was a cry. Hey, master. Master. Carest thou not that we perish? We need your help. We are desperate. We don't think we're going to make it to the other side. Our boat is filling with water, and we need you now to intervene like never before. Their cry unto the Lord. Notice their response in the storm. Psalm reminds us of this. Psalm 34, verse number 15. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. Fast forward to verse number 17. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles and the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such that it be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. We can take comfort in the fact, number one, we can take comfort when Jesus says we're going to go to the other side, we are going to go to the other side. But we can also take comfort in the fact that when the disciples cry unto him, guess what he does? His response to their response of the storm was what? He arose. 
Hallelujah. He got up. Amen. Listen, his cry, our cries unto the master, our cries unto God, when we go through the troublesome times in our life and we face them every single moment, every single day, you're either coming out of a storm or getting ready to go into a storm. Can we just be honest and be real tonight? There are times of peace and they are wonderful and they are bliss and you rejoice in those times. But then there are troublesome times that come about when you least expect it and they blindside you and water begins to fill your boat. Take comfort in the fact that Jesus hears your cries and he inclines an ear unto you when you call out to him and he wants to intervene and help you in your time of need. We can rejoice in that tonight. We can rejoice in that fact tonight. Have you ever wondered, now we're going to bring it around full circle here in just a second, but have you ever wondered why am I here? Of course we have. All of us have at one point or time or another. Why am I here? What good am I? <laughs> right? Amen. Why is this church here? Now, I believe with all, with all my heart that this is a part of the reason why the church is where it is here in Union Grove. I believe this church has been established here with God's hand upon it to be a beacon, to be a soul-saving station, to be a place of refuge for those other little ships that are sailing all around us. We look in this community, we're not sailing the seas alone. There are other little ships sailing with us. Amen? You get where I'm going with this? This church is planted here. This good old gospel ship is right here, and we're sailing through, and we got Jesus on the boat with us. But can I remind you that there are other little ships all around us, and they don't have Jesus in the boat. They don't have what we have. They haven't experienced what we experience. They don't have the joy and the peace and as we go through this, and as, as you and I are in the sea of life, a perpetual state of peace or of storm, we're either coming out or going into one. The world is going on all around us, but right along you and I, not only this church, but right along you and I are other little ships. You say, Brother Brandon, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand what you're saying. I'm saying there are other people around you and that are going through the storms that are affecting your life. We're going to bring it in here in just a second. Hang with me here. Running right along this church are other little ships. Right here in this community, seated right next to us, are thousands of little ships that need to be reached. Listen, the disciples' boat wasn't the only boat on the sea that day. Am I right about that? Look back at your verse, look back at verse 35. And, and in the same day when the eve was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Verse 36. And when they had sent the multitude away, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. That verse, I believe, is not in there by mistake. I believe it is in there to add emphasis unto this specific story. 35 through 41 literally is about, I believe, these other little ships. Now hang with me and we'll bring it out. 
These other little ships that are sailing alongside of us may be lesser than us. These other little ships, they they may not be as mature as us. Listen, these other little ships are those first to be destroyed in the storms of life. Those other little ships, they don't have Jesus on the boat with them, but there are other little ships that are sailing all around each one of us every single day. These little ships, what they are doing, they are watching our response in our storms. Get that, they are watching our response During our storms, those other little ships that are sailing with us, they are also little ships that are watching us bail out our water. They are watching us as the storm comes our way and the water begins to fill our boat. They are also watching us bail out our water. Now hang on to that thought because we're going to hit that one here in just a second. But did you know that you are a hero tonight to some little ship? You seated in this area, seated in this room tonight, seated right here at Calvary Baptist Church, you may be that big ship that that other little ships are looking up to. We need to come to this realization because this is what God birthed in my heart, that there are other little ships who are depending upon us to make it to the other side. They are dependent upon us to be able to complete the journey at hand. They are dependent upon us. They may not be as strong maturely as spiritually as we are, but they are sailing right alongside of us. They may not even have Jesus in the boat, but they are looking up to you as a big ship, sailing the seas of life, watching you go through the troubles times in your life watching you go through sickness, watching your loved ones have issues in life, watching circumstances fail you time and time again, watching you switch from one job to another, amen, watching financial problems come your way and watching to see how you are going to react to that storm. Those other little ships that we may not even be aware of, the disciples weren't. The disciples didn't say, Master, Master, carest thou not that all these other little ships and us are going to perish. They are on the bigger ship. Oh, hang on now. They are on the bigger ship because the Bible says what? There are, uh, there are other little ships with them. And the, and the storm comes their way and they are so consumed with themselves and themselves making it to the other side. Jesus said, let us pass over to the other side. He already gave the promise that you're going to go to the other side. But the disciples got so consumed with the storm and the waves and the wind and the water that was filling their boat. They ran to the master and they said, master, carest thou not that we perish. But they didn't mention the other little boat. Those other little boats were in this same exact storm, facing the same exact obstacles, facing the same exact waves that the boat that Jesus was on was facing. But they were smaller, which means they're taking on more water, faster. Imagine their cries. Imagine what they're going through. Have you ever stopped and just thought about those other little ships? When you were going through your storms of life and when you faced those obstacles, have you ever thought about those that are close by you that are facing facing the exact same storm that you're going through? Have you thought about those other little ships that are sailing right beside you and how much it is affecting them? Now let me bring, I'm going to bring it to a close. I'm not even going to hang out up here. I need my kids up here. I need all my kids up here. I want to show you what God birthed in my life and what God gave me from this verse of Scripture. I need all my kids up here. Listen, as we go through life and as we face obstacles in life, there are other little ships 
Oh, let us not forget the other little ships. Let us not forget the other little ships that are sailing beside us and they're depending on us to make it to the other side. Our response in the storm will affect them. Oh, let us not forget those other little ships' parents. Let us not forget that they're going through the exact same storm that you are, the same waves that are overtaking your boat, the same wind that came and caused problems in your life is the same wind that is affecting them. And I know we've all done this a time or two, and when we've got overwhelmed and consumed with problems, his financial problems are a big one, right? And we could all say amen there. When we don't know how the bills are going to get paid and we begin to panic and stress is way up here. And that's all we seem to can think about is the problem at hand, the money that's due, the bill that's coming in, the problems there. But we can't forget about the other little ships that are watching how we're going to respond to that problem. The disciples during their problem, they cried unto the master and that is wonderful and that is great. And that is what we ought to do is run to the master, not to go, well, God, you know, I got problems. No, run and cry unto him and say, God, help me. I've got to make it. I've got to make it. I've got to make it because I've got other little ships that are watching me. Their faith as children really hinges on my faith. Their faith and and believing in God and believing that God can come through and that God can provide for them really hinges on my faith and my faith that God will provide for me in my time of need. And when I need him, he's there. And when that bill comes in, he's there. And when I'm not feeling good, he's there. When my health is going, he's there. Their faith is dependent upon my faith. And as the disciples got so focused on the problems, they forgot about the other little ships that are going through the same problems, facing the same obstacles. You say, Brother Brandon, that's your bill, not theirs. No, because it affects them, because it affects me. And when we sail the seas of life, we have to be cognizant of the little ships. We have to be aware of the little ships that are literally sailing right with us. Thank you. You can go sit down. But I want you to see tonight, maybe tonight's just a, maybe tonight's just a, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe tonight just a, is a refresher course for some of us to not forget that there are other people that are watching every single move that we make. They may be saved. But still, they're that little ship looking up to that big ship. You are rooted. You are grounded in your faith. You are faithful to church. You're faithful to your ministry. You are faithful to God. And they see you as an example, one to follow after. And we have to remember that there are other little ships that are following. These little ships, they're not mentioned much. We don't know much about them. We don't know exactly how many there were, how many they were on the, on the sea that followed them, but we know they're there. Parents, can we remember our little ships? We've all been there when stress level was so high and you've lashed out, maybe at a kid that because they kept bugging you. Hey Amen, it's all right. I got four. I know they bug me. <laughs> Sometimes they bug y'all, and I'm sorry. Amen. <laughs> hey 
But you know, you get that nagging, da, 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 question after question after question, and you're focused and you're trying. Here's the thing. You're trying to figure out how you can fix the problem at hand. You're trying to fix it. You're trying to fix it. You're trying to figure out what to do next. What's my next move? What's my next move? What do I got to do next? So-and-so, this, maybe that, this, that. And you're going back and forth in your own mind. And, and all of a sudden, the kids are constantly asking questions or asking to do something. And it gets to the point where it's like, would you just stop? Can you not see? Hang on, here it is. Can you not see the problem that I'm dealing with? Can you, can, can, do you want to trade places? Because I would love to be you, a kid right now, and not have a care in the world. I, I would love to be you, to be dependent upon my mommy and daddy, and, and not to have these bills right now. But you don't understand, right now I'm going through some issues. I need some time. Can we all relate? We've been there. It's all right. We're humans. It's okay. But can I remind you, they already know you're going through the storm. They've been, they've been there the whole time. They've been there the whole time right behind you. They've been there the whole time. Can I give you, a, can I give you something that the Lord showed me while, while I was going through this? Look at your Bibles very quickly here. Let me, let me leave you with this, and we're going to bring it to a close. Look at your Bibles, Mark chapter number 4 and verse number 37. And there arose a great storm of wind that... The waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and saith unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Verse number 39, hang on to every word. And I want to bring something out unto you and help you tonight. Verse number 39, and he arose. Mm, and he arose. Let me, let me just hit this for just a second right here, if that's all right. Just let me hang out for just a second. Listen now, the, the, the troublesome times come, their cry goes unto Jesus, and we see that he does what? He what? Did he sleep? Did he stay asleep? Did he hit the snooze button and roll over? He arose. And he will arise Time and time and time and time again in your life, when you need him the most, he will arise. He said, hey, your cries have woken the master. When you call unto him, guess what? He is there immediately right there for you to help you. He will arise. So don't ever think that you're too far from God. Don't ever think that you're, that you're too far out there and your circumstances have got you too far out or the storms have overwhelmed you to the point where you don't think that God can hear you. You cry unto God and guess what? He hears and he not only hears, but he arises and he's going to help you through that problem. Hang on with me. He arose. Verse number 39, and he arose and rebuked. That word stuck out to me, brother Mike. I've never noticed that before. He arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, what did he say unto the sea? Peace be still. Now, why the rebuke though? That's what got me, Brother Mike. Why the rebuke? If he's rebuking the wind, other times in Scripture, whenever he would rebuke the devil, the demons, he would rebuke them. There are other times when he has calmed situations. Peace be still. He speaks and peace comes. Peace does come, but to the waves. But he says unto the wind, he rebukes it. Almost as this attack of the wind was 
from Satan himself to stir up the waters that the disciples and Jesus were on. Can I remind you of a, of, of a Bible story in Job when the devil came and he began to tempt Job, right? He began to cause all the problems in Job's life. What came and blew down the house with all of his children? The wind. Isn't it amazing how we read these stories time and time again, but we don't catch it. And, and God began to show me this, how he rebuked the wind. Now, what caused the problems? Was it the water? Not necessarily. Because if the wind stops, what else stops? The water from being stirred up, from causing problems. You see, when the wind stopped, <laughs> the water stopped. And that's what Satan does. When Jesus was asleep, I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, he thought he could slip in a little attack, a little, a little ruffle of the feathers, if you would, as he would come in and ruffle and cause a disturbance among the disciples, knowing that there are other little ships around them, that he could cause the, maybe some of those other little ships to sink because they don't have Jesus in the boat, causing problems in their lives. Listen, we do know this that it is a spiritual warfare that we're in. Amen? It is a spiritual warfare that we are in. And the Bible reminds us of that in Ephesians chapter number six and verse number 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against, such, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So sometimes our storms are stirred up by the devil. And he causes problems in our lives, and he causes issues in our lives, and he causes stumbling blocks, if you would, that would slow down our journey. Their journey was to go where? To the other side. Who said they were going to the other side? Jesus said they're going to the other side, so they are going to the other side, period. All right, they're going to go to the other side. Now, as Satan would come in and cause troubles times to come in their lives and would stir up those that were around him. Now, hang on with me. Listen up in here. So the wind would be stirred up and would cause the waves to begin to churn, right? The, wa the waves, wa the wind would come across the water and would cause these waves. Now, hang on with me. Sometimes, if we're not careful, we let people dictate what we do in situations. And they may be good people, but they've been stirred up by a wind from a dark place. Amen. Hang on with me. Sometimes people stir things up because they have been influenced by a dark wind. This great wind came. Jesus rebukes this wind, meaning that it was, I believe, of Satan to cause trouble, to cause them to have little faith. Because depending upon their faith, these other little ships were looking to them. They were going to make it to the other side because these other little ships were looking at the big ship, the one with Jesus in them. And if we're not careful, here's what happens. As Satan would come and began to stir up things in our lives and cause problems in our lives, maybe between uh, another brother and sister in Christ, or maybe just between people in general. You've heard the statement, if you're going to deal with people, you're going to have what? 
You know it. <laughs> if you deal with people, you're going to have problems. Why? Because everybody has a different opinion, right? Everybody has a different way of doing things. But hang on with me here as we look at this story and as we apply it unto, into this fashion that this wind was from a demonic wind. It was a, it was a demonic wind that blew through and stirred up something that may have not have been bad at all. But what happened was it caused a disturbance in the boat. It began to rock the boat because of the wind. It's not necessarily because of the waves, not necessarily because of the because of the water, it was the waves. And the waves were created by the wind. So we have to be careful as we go through life to watch out for those. And here's the thing. And when the waves began to come and when things began to not go our way and circumstances don't go our way and begin to rock our boat and begin to cause problems in our life, then we got to make sure that we, are, that, we are, that we remember that there are little ships all around us and we have to call upon Jesus. We can't fix all of our problems. Men, can I get an amen? It's okay. It's all right. I'm one too. I love to fix all my own problems. I don't take nothing to get it worked on unless I absolutely have broken it myself. <laughs> amen. The disciples were doing everything they could to get to the other side. Jesus had already promised them. That's why he says, why you have no faith. Why do you have no faith? I've already told you you're going to the other side. Why do you have no faith? We were already going to the other side. But as things began to happen and as circumstances come in our lives, may we not forget our response in every storm. When someone says something bad about us, may we remember that there are other little ships and there are other little ears that hear everything that we say. And as we are bailing, oh, hang on with me. <laughs> And as we began to bail the water out of our boat, I can't believe she said that. <clears throat> I can't believe he did that. <clears throat> she sang my song. <clears throat> Throw that water out. We've heard this one before. They are sitting in my seat. And as you began to bail out that water, maybe to friends, be careful where you're bailing the water out because there are little ships all around you. And you may be sinking them faster than what you realize. Your response in every storm, not necessarily don't have to be a great wind. It could be somebody does something wrong to you. But our response in everything should be running to Jesus, taking everything unto him, taking every problem, every circumstance, every situation unto him, and letting him take control over everything. Because the moment we began to bail out our own boat, and it's okay to bail out your own boat, but what I'm saying is you've got to watch out for the little ships because I got four of them back there. I got a youth group that I love dearly, and if I'm not careful, I have to watch everything that I say. Why, Brother Brandon? Because I don't want to bail the water out and the storms of my life onto them and cause problems for them. No, no, no. I don't need to bail out my water. I just need to run to Jesus. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to begin to bail out my water and cause more problems for my youngins and sitting back here in the back. No, no. I just need to run to Jesus and let them know, let my kids know that Jesus can take care of everything, anything that comes my way, no matter how big it may seem, no matter how tall that mountain may seem, no matter how low that valley may seem, that my God will arise when I cry unto him and he will deliver me out of everything. And if he's said, I'm going to the other side. Guess what? I'm going to the other side. I'm saved tonight. 
I know my final destination. My address has changed many years ago. I'm just journeying along the way, going home, but along the way, I gotta be ready to help out those other little ships that are going with me. All, all the, the whole point I'm trying to get, you, you're, I'm done tonight, you can close your Bibles tonight. All I'm, signing, all I'm trying to get out tonight is these other little ships. We have to remember that they are around. Parents in here, raise your hand. Every parent, every parent, you have little ships. Every one of you have little ships. Every one of you have a responsibility for those little ships. Sunday school teachers, raise your hand. Sunday school teachers, get them up, get them up, get them up. You have a responsibility for those little ships who look up to that big ship. Brother Terry, the boys look up to you. Listen, they look up to us. We have to remember there's other little ships and we can't let the storms that affect us affect them. If we'll just run to the master, when he arose, he rebuked the winds and he said unto the sea, what? Peace be still. That was not only for the disciples' boat. <laughs> that was everyone. That was all the little boats. That was every little boat that was on that water that day said, wow. <laughs> I bet they were just as surprised as the disciples were. What manner of man is this? Who is this that we are following? Who is this in this boat that we are following after? Who just taught us parable after parable after parable? And now we are following after him. And what has just taken place? Oh, I got to get, I got to get to him. <laughs> I want what's in that boat. <laughs> I want what's in that boat. Their response in the storm was key for these other little ships to make it to the other side. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I pray, Lord, that maybe tonight, Lord, I pray that, that I didn't make a big mess out of what you've given me. God, I pray that maybe something tonight landed Lord, as we're talking about these other little ships, Lord, as we're referring unto those that are watching us, those that are around us, those that are, those that are rowing their little ships right beside our big ship. And God, I pray, Lord, that tonight you would just do a work during this invitation. God, I pray that tonight that you would burden every parent in here to remember that there are little ships all around them. Lord, that you would burden those young people to understand that, that if they have little siblings, younger brothers and sisters, that they are looking up to that big brother or sister and they are a big ship compared to them. God, may we remember the little ships tonight. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, we didn't really hit on it much, but we know the disciples had Jesus in their boat. They had the Son of God in the boat with them. And they had the promise that they were going to the other side. But we do know there's little ships sailing right behind them who did not have Jesus in that boat. And I just wonder maybe tonight you have been sailing behind the big ship. You have been in the, the wake of the big ship. Maybe your parents, 
maybe your older brother and sister, maybe somebody that you look up to and, and you know they're saved, they love the Lord with all their heart. Maybe tonight you're one of those little ships and you're following close behind and you've watched the miracles happen and you've watched God deliver them out of their storms and out of their troubles and times, but you yourself, and you know that you don't have Jesus in your boat. You're unsure of your salvation. You don't know Jesus is your personal savior tonight. Maybe you're here tonight and you're like that. You say, well, Brother Brandon, I, I, I don't have Jesus in my boat. I'm not like the disciples who have Jesus close at hand and can cry unto him and he awakes and, and, he, and he begins to work in their lives and takes care of the trouble. Brother Brandon, I would like to be that boat. Brother Brandon, I would like to be that one with Jesus in my, my ship tonight. He said, Brother Brandon, I'm not saved. And you signify that with an upraised hand. Brother Brandon, I want Jesus in my boat, but tonight I don't have him. But I want him tonight. I see that little hand. We'll be praying. Is there any others tonight? You have been sailing in the wake of the big ship for so long, but you yourself don't have Jesus on the boat. Is there any others tonight? So Brother Brandon, I want Jesus on the boat with me. You may be watching by way of live stream. There's a number on the bottom of your screen. You say, Brother Brandon, I, I, want, I want Jesus in the boat. Well, you call that number and there are people waiting right now beside the phones. They'll be glad to answer them phones and talk to you about how you can get Jesus in the boat, how you can know Jesus as your personal Savior. And you can have that assurance that you're going to go to the other side. That other side, the place called heaven, where we'll spend an eternity in worship, Oh, yes, where we'll spend an eternity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Parents tonight, grandparents tonight, I just want to remind you of this, that as you go through the storms in your life, and we know storms are going to come, just remember the little ships. If I could beg and plead of you to remember the little ships. And your response in the storm will dictate how they respond in the storm. And then the storms to come because they'll know how to react because of how you've reacted. Maybe tonight will be a good night. You just get your family and you come and just pray that God would deliver you from whatever it is that you're going through. Maybe tonight, parents, it'd be a good time for us to get on the altar and just allow God to help us guide our little ships. I believe we don't have much longer on this earth. I believe the Lord's coming is soon. Yeah, with, with that thought in mind, can I share with you this? And I, I'm done. I'm done. We'll stand here in just a moment. The Bible said that Jesus and his disciples got into the boat and they were going to the other side and there were little ships that followed them but I can't help but think about how many got left on the shore because they weren't prepared to get in the boat and go to the other side 
I can't help but think about that tonight. That the Lord's coming is soon and our time is drawing nigh. Let's all stand tonight with our head bowed and our eyes closed for just a moment. Just a moment of invitation as people are doing business with the Lord. Listen, if you're unsure of your salvation, please, if, if you will take the first step, can I tell you this, that he will help you with the next. You say, well, Brother Brandon, how do you know that? Because I've been there. I've been there. I've gripped the back of that pew for three services before I got saved. I know what it's like to have God tugging on your heart, showing your need of salvation, showing your need of him, and not making that move. But then, I know what it's like to let go and allow God to do that eternal work in my heart. Parents tonight, grandparents tonight, siblings tonight, may we remember the little ships as we sail through life's stormy seas. Just another moment of invitation as people are making their way. How about it tonight? Can we just let go and let God just for a little bit? Can we allow God to work in each one of our lives? Maybe tonight we set a covenant up between, uh, between us and our family that we would run to God as soon as the waters begin to get stirred. As soon as the first wave crashes into our boat, may we run to God.